lesson. Jesus, the Word, becomes man. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might be saved. And all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them gave it the, the right to them give it, gave him the, the authority. To them gave him the power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Father God, thank you for your gospel. Thank you, Lord, for gathering us here today. We pray, Lord, that as we speak your word, as we listen to your word, you grant us peace and joy that you have given to all mankind and the birth of Jesus. May your word, Lord, enlighten us. And may we be doers of your word, not hearers only. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Today we are celebrating Christmas, even though today is not yet the Christmas day. But in this church, today is a Christmas carol service. May God bless all of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. We'll try to be brief. The message that we read out from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 1. We read from verse 1 through verses 11 and 12. Beautiful message. Hallelujah. Christmas message. You remember how it started. And that's what we have been going through since we came in here this morning. The various lessons. 
right from the time when man was in the garden of Eden. Just Adam and Eve. In our first lesson, we read of the disobedience of man. Very sad. Man disobeyed God. And man had to face the penalty of disobeying the Almighty God. By the time we are reading this second lesson, we are beginning to learn that a Messiah will come of the seed of Abraham, as we read from Genesis 22. And we went on to now read the prophetic messages telling the whole world, beginning with the Jews, that the Messiah will be born. Isaiah said it. Micah prophesied of the birth of Jesus. And then by the fifth lesson we are recapturing the message brought by an angel. Heaven sent an angel and the time Jesus was about to be born. After so many hundreds of years or thousands of years that his birth had been foretold. And Gabriel came and announced that Jesus will be born. By the sixth lesson, we are looking at St. Matthew narrating the story of the birth of Jesus. And in St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, there was the narrative about the angels bringing the good tidings of the birth of Jesus. If we had time, I would have dwelt on that in St. Luke's chapter 2. Because suddenly, it wasn't only one angel, but now a company, glorious company of angels, now singing that Jesus has come, that we should rejoice, time of great joy. And that's what we are doing here. Hallelujah. And you know everyone, not only myself, that from the time of our childhood in Nigeria, and in eastern Nigeria in particular, once the weather becomes like this, <laughs> we start remembering Christmas, a time of celebration, a time of joy. It's not carnal. The angels announced it in St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. To glory be to God in the highest, and peace on earth to all men. Hallelujah. Some people who are Christians do not agree with celebrating Christmas. But I know they don't remember 
that is just it's not just the eating of rice and beans and chicken that has become very costly now. It's a celebration that God has sent us as Savior. And his name is Jesus Christ the Lord. From now, keep watching the news. You will see that even Muslim newscasters will be announcing, presenting the news that Jesus are celebrating. They don't stop, our Christians are celebrating. They don't stop there. They say, we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. In the midst of the celebration is a testimony, is a proclamation that Jesus was born. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is Lord. And there's nothing any man can do about it. Because I think what happens is that the Christian newscasters will take a holiday. And then those who are left, whether you are a Muslim or whatever you are, you have to sit in front of that TV camera and announce that there is a celebration going on. And that celebration is that Jesus, the Son of God, was born to save us. Hallelujah. And so we rejoice. We rejoice. And we rejoice also with gratitude to God. Because this is all the plan of God. We have been discussing this for some days now. Now when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, God knew they would do it. Because God is omniscient. And God discussed with Jesus. Right at that time when he was still making man. And told him that Jesus, you are going to go and die on the cross. You will be a sacrificial lamb. And save the people. And cancel what the devil has done. In our 21st century language. To undo what the devil has done. Hallelujah. That is why I've said it before. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain at the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Are we getting the meaning? Because God has said it, it has happened. Once God pronounces a thing, it has happened. If God says, Prophet head of state of Nigeria, it has happened. It's only a matter of time. At the right time, he will emerge. So God said, Jesus, you will be sacrificial lamb. At that foundation of the world, it was done. Jesus became the lamb that was slain and the foundation of the world. And at the time appointed by God, he came out and died on the cross. Hallelujah. I'm sure some people prepare rice and chicken today. Even though it's not yet Christmas, but we are in the mood. 
So we are going to be brief so that your food doesn't get cold. <laughs> Hallelujah. I would like to get back to John, the passage I read. John chapter 1 from verse 1. Where the Bible declares by Johannine account, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the world was God. This is stupendous fact. It's never happened before. That you are talking about the world. And it was the world that was with God. As if that was not enough. You now say the world was actually God. It's very big. But the Greeks have a language to explain this word. That is not the ordinary word. And they called it Logos. Can everybody say Logos? Logos. Logos, and as we read it, it's very clear in this passage, is the word of God. Is the word of God by which all things were made. There was nothing made that was made without him. And the Bible says this word is God himself. And when you now read down, at the appointed time, this word, Logos, took flesh. That means became a human being. And was born on earth. Hallelujah. But I'm going to move faster. And go to verse 9. That this Logos was the true light. Which gives light to every man. Coming into the world. Verse 10. He was in the world. And the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, the Jews, and his own did not receive him. But fortunately, verse 12 says, that as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the power, the authority to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Hallelujah. That is the good news. The good news is that at the appointed time of God, Jesus came and was born in a humble way. Was born very holy, if there's anything like very holy, because holiness is absolute. And he became our savior. We know all the story. Hallelujah. And the Bible says those who receive him. And that's also underlined the fact that Jesus came as a gift to those who receive him. And this same writer by the Holy Spirit wrote again in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave. It's a gift. He gave. 
He didn't give us Christmas hat. He didn't give us ordinary rice. He didn't give us whatever else. At this point in time that we are talking about, he gave his only begotten son for a purpose. John 3.16 That those who receive him, who believe in him, will not perish, but will do what will have everlasting life. That is the good news. And I'm sure that's why most of us are here. What has brought us together is the fact that we have received Christ. In receiving him, he has given us the power to be children of God. And that is what we are. Children of God. We gather as family. We gather as people of God. We gather as children of God. But do we remember that that gift that we have received comes with power to us, authority to us. It comes with the grace to now live as a child of God. We need power to be able to live as children of God. And at the time we receive it, let's remember it. Don't take it for granted that you have also received power. You have received authority to live as a child of God. Because that is the power that lifts us up to sit in heavenly places with Christ. High and above all principalities and powers. Do you appreciate this? I'm not asking for a response now. I'm asking you to think about it in your mind. Are you appreciating what God has done in sending Jesus? And we are fortunate we got the gospel and we received Christ. Now, where are you? Are you now sitting in heavenly places with Christ, high and above all principalities and powers? Or are you still being tossed about by every wind of doctrine? The devil is blowing wind of deceit on you, and you are fidgeting and fearful. Today in church, tomorrow with Babalawas and Dibias. No. We are not such people in the name of Jesus. We are not those who put our hands on the plow and look back. No. We are marching to heaven in the name of Jesus. That's why Jesus came. Remember what he said. God has planned that we'll be with him, happy, in fellowship. He comes down and talks face to face with people. And then the devil came and caused confusion. By the birth of Christ and eventually his death on the cross, he undid all that the devil did and brought us back into sonship, covenant relationship with God. Do you realize this? 
And are you utilizing the benefits of this gift and blessings? That's our message today. There is no other name given among men by which we shall be saved. It's there in the good book. It's there in the good book. If you watch the disciples, they will preach and preach. And in Acts chapter 4, St. Peter will declare it. Let it be clear to you that there is no other name. It's in uh, Acts 4, 12. It's in Acts chapter 4 that there is salvation in no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved except the name of Christ. Have you held on to that name, the name for salvation? I'm rounding off. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus brought things very home to us. He said, yeah, I'm Messiah, I'm God, I'm big. But in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, he says, I stand at the door and knock. It's a very humble thing he does. Knocking at the door of our heart. Such a big, big creator. Of the world. When I read this, I said I would talk about it, but we don't have much time. Because said in the beginning was the world, and said everything was created by logos. Things were not created by Bing Bang Theory. God is the creator. The entire universe, in all its vastness and immensity, created. By Jesus, who is God. Revelation 3.20 I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open, I will do what? I will come in. He is not coming in with a cane to chastise us for our past sins. He is coming with forgiveness and pardon. He said when he comes in, I will eat with you. He comes in with life. John 10.10 10. It is the devil that is killing and stealing and doing all kinds of evil. John 10.10 10. But Jesus has come that we might have life. Not just the basal type of life. But to have life more than full. To the abundance. That life is called Zoe in Greek. It's the life that Jesus gives. And by his spirit he continues to speak to us. And that's why those who have time to discuss these matters we say, apart from Logos, the word of God, that you also have Rema, which is the word meant for me, meant for you at a particular point in time. God is still speaking to us. What is he speaking to you now? Are you born again? Have you been saved? We are doing Christmas. 
But if you look at Acts of the Apostles again, I don't want us to start reading it. You find that at the time of ascension, Jesus was with his disciples. He spoke to them. And then, against gravity, started going up. He rose and went back to heaven. And the Bible says that angels came immediately. I said, you men of Galilee, why are you looking up unto heaven? This same Jesus will do what? Will come again. That is the concluding message of Christmas. He has come and died on the cross. Paid the price for our sins. And any man who believes that Jesus is the Son of God and he has died for me, and says, God, forgive my sins. Jesus, become my Lord and Savior. The person is saved and saved. Hallelujah. If he hangs on to God to the end, he will live eternally with God. That's the gospel. Hallelujah. That is the gospel. But we also remember that now that we are here, let us live in the knowledge that Jesus is coming again. That second coming will no longer be by way of Bethlehem and where animals are kept. To be the judge, to exercise his lordship, and to take to himself his own. You see, as we are singing and rejoicing, not just today but all the other days, may we be in that number that Jesus will call his own. May we be in that number that when it's time for rapture and we are still here, we'll be raptured. In the name of Jesus. It's doable. During the COVID uh, menace, we started hearing rumors that a rapture had happened. That some people are being taken up. I don't know whether you heard it. I was in Boston at that time. And one beautiful thing some of us were able to say in Boston at that time was, because we are still here, rapture has not happened. <laughs> Let's rise to pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. With humility with trust and faith in God, that his mercy upon us is such that he has sent Jesus to die and he'll keep us walking with him to that final, ultimate salvation and redemption. That, that is our prayer. Hallelujah. Let's begin to pray. Immediately after this prayer, the mummies who are going to the prisons, please go out to join the bus. That's visiting the prison. They are not going to jail. Those who are going as mothers to show charity and love to prisoners, you leave immediately after this prayer. Your bus is ready. I want you to pray as I am praying. Talk to God. One way is to say, what have you done with Jesus? What have you done with him? Is he your Lord and Savior? 
If the time comes now and Jesus arrives, will you be going to heaven? If you die today, will you be going to heaven? That's the concluding message. Begin to pray for yourself. And as we are praying, please raise up your hand if you are not sure that you are headed to heaven. We pray also very briefly where you are. Just raise your hand and say, God, I want Jesus to become my Lord and Savior. I want to be sure I'm going to heaven. I want to be born again today. Please raise your hand properly so that we can see it and pray. We are concluding the service in a very short time. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We can't thank you enough. We ask, Lord, that in your mercy you will touch, divine touch, upon your children in this church this morning or outside the church. Outside because they can't find space within. Father, touch your children. Hold on to them. And receive them. And grant them eternal life. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for all of us. We are your children. Continue to hold us in your hands. Continue, Lord, to see us and to treat us as the apple of your eye. Thank you, gracious Lord. May this season continue to be beautiful for all of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are prayed. Amen. Amen.